You all right? Wish I, I just wish I was drinking. <laughs> it's crazy what like a sense of like calm it brings me. Mm-hmm. That's alcoholism, right? Yeah, that's it, pretty <laughs> much when you're looking it up. That's pretty much what that is, right? Yeah. That's pretty much what that is—a dependency on a uh-huh. substance. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To make you feel better and yeah. more confident and able to do things better than you would if you weren't on them, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, to be fair, it's hard out there. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have a little something to. It's not to hard in it here, though. This is pretty. <laughs> this is this is the easiest part, if we're being honest. Yeah. This should be the easiest part. It's not that it's hard. It's just I just want to fucking clink it open you know i'm gonna do a fake one with a stupid spin drift oh that's not the same no whatever it takes that rage will get you through So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Raymond Burr. You might remember me. I'm the famous actor Raymond Burr. I played, uh, I'm deceased, but I'm, I played uh, Perry Mason, if you remember the famous detective show. Uh, is he a detective? Yeah. Was I a detective on that show? Or a you judge? You were a lawyer. A lawyer. Very <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> You're not a detective, what not a, a judge. <laughs> but a, I knew he's something in a courtroom. Perry Mason, f- made famous by the TV show Perry Mason, and of course, the hit late period Ozzy Osbourne solo song Perry Mason. Do you remember that one? No, yeah, I don't remember the song at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great song. I don't think I did it justice there, but that's me. Uh, uh, Raymond Burr, here I am. Look a lot like... Um, Orson Welles, and mm-hmm. as I mm-hmm. aged and I became a little Wellesian. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I uh, have been going through things at my parents' house, as everyone knows, and uh, came across a lot of old Perry Mason VHSs. I think because I my did this gram- to open this up for you. I wanted. Yeah, you my to grandmother. My grandmother was really into uh, shows like Poirot and Perry Mason, um, and then when she died, I guess my dad just inherited a lot of the. The VHSs and the DVDs of them. Um, and I see, I remember watching Perry Mason in the later days when he was a white haired man. And then when right. you see him young, I'm like, oh, this isn't the Perry Mason that I know. Who's when this guy, when we were younger, I believe they were, there was it still a TV show or had they, oh, he's Raymond Burr just left. It's Pat again. He just, he, was, yeah. he came and he just said, he had, a, he's, you it's know, his ghost. It's his ghost because he, he's dead. Yeah. So, he yeah. takes him a long time to get in and out of places because he's a ghost mm-hmm. and he's a bigger guy. But, um, mm-hmm. I feel like weren't they movies by that point? Like they TV? were like TV movies, yeah. This week on Perry Mason, it was Perry Mason. You had Perry Mason. You had mm-hmm. Columbo. People love yes. Columbo. People you loved had, Columbo. You know my personal favorite and my dear sweet, brilliant Angela Lansbury as mm-hmm. J.B. Fletcher on the Got Great some of those upstairs. Do you know mm-hmm. that? Uh, did you know that Angela Lansbury, one of the great treasures of all of history and entertainment. She played J.B. Fletcher, Jessica Fletcher, for 12 seasons on Murder, She Wrote, and she never won. It was the number one show for almost all 12 of those seasons. She never won one single Emmy Award for playing Jessica Fletcher. Are you kidding? I had no idea. Just found that out, and I was disturbed by that factoid. You know what we should do is a Murder, She Wrote podcast after this one, because there's 12 seasons of that shit. 
Yeah, that could go on for a while. Yeah, the other there's um there's a couple other ones that are in our collections. Yeah, what do you got? My dad's a big Sherlock Holmes fan, so we have all the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes plus some other ones. There you go. Um there's another one that I can't remember the name of the detective. For some reason I was thinking that it was Rock Hudson, but it's not mm. Rock Hudson. I don't remember who's in it, but there's something Miss Marple. Uh, not Miss Marple, it's not <laughs> But the other one that I came across. Sorry, go ahead. The other one that I came across that I completely forgot was Lovejoy. Did you ever see Lovejoy? That's ringing a bell. What was it's like? So it's like a '90s British guy with a mullet. Yeah, that's like ringing a bell for me for some reason. (laughs) And I think that he was like a big ladies' man. Yeah, sounds like a ladies' man. Yeah, we only have it on VHS. So. Could lend it to you if you've got a VHS. It's probably on Tubi. A lot of things are on Tubi. You know who played Miss Marple in a movie was Angela Lansbury. Mm. Precursor for the role of J.B. Fletcher, Jessica Fletcher, the great detective from Cabot Cove, Maine. Look, oh, or is she from Rhode Island? I don't remember. Cabot Cove, Rhode Island, maybe. It was Maine. I mean, I should know that. It's my favorite. Yeah, as someone who likes it so much, you should know that. And I prefer the Cabot Cove episodes to any of those when she's traveling episodes. Mm. But that's I mean, well, I mean, I mean, realistically, when you think about it, the fact that all that would happen in Cabot Cove seems a little bit strange. Well, that is the she did most of it doesn't. Most (laughs) there's at least half and half every season. Mm -hmm. But that's me, Raymond Burr. I came back just to say farewell one more time. I -hmm. passed away. When did I die? Let's check it out because I can't probably a while ago. Oh, yeah, I'm a ghost, so it's hard for me to remember exactly everything. I died. In 1993. Wow. <laughs> I, I have passed away many, many years ago, but here I am. The other one, sorry, that I had forgotten about was Spencer for Hire. Spencer for Hire. Simon and Simon. Cagney yeah. and Lacey. Yeah. Rizzolian Isles. <laughs> Another classic. NYPD Blue. Franklin and Bash. Franklin and Bash. Psych. Suits, suits, monk, monk. <laughs> Downtown Abbey, <laughs> Broad Church. They were cops though on that one. Yeah, not so much on Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've never seen it. Imagine I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a police show. <laughs> it's a police drama. <laughs> I thought that it's was actually the name. down downtown Abbey. I thought it was the name of their yeah. That was the name of where they <laughs> worked out of. <laughs> Perry Mears. We're not here to talk about Perry Mason. We're not here to talk about mm-hmm. Downton Abbey or NYPD Blue mm-hmm. or Simon and Simon or uh, McClarsky and Gofal. We're here to talk about one of the great shows that is not about detectives or police or mm-hmm. Downtons. Of course, we're talking about Degrassi, The Next Generation, episode 707. It's uh, the 125th episode of Degrassi, but because of all the two-parters, here we are. Open your champagne. Get out your caviar, because it's the 100th actual episode of Degrassi. Here we go. We did it. Happy 100th, Degrassi. Cheers Cheers to Manny and uh, Emma and all the gang. It's called We Got the Beat. We got the beat. We got the beat is, of course, a go-go song, but we already did the go-go's when we did Mm -hmm. uh, Our Lips Are Sealed. 
Mm-hmm. Not that long ago either. The Go-Go's were the subject in 2020, 2020, of one of the great rock docs I think I've ever seen. It was simply called The Go-Go's. It was on the Showtime Network. It's streaming oh. on Hulu now, and if you haven't seen it, it is a must-see. So, Rachel, <laughs> what's your favorite rock doc? Good question. She didn't know that um, was coming, Broomheads. I put her on the spot. No, no, that was a that's a good question though, because I've gone through all of these things at my parents' house, which includes a lot of rock docs. Um, rock I docs. haven't watched I haven't watched them all yet. Yeah. Um, and I just wreck uh, one. One. What? Which one? You don't have to pick a favorite. You don't have to like say. Yeah. You can just pick one that you like. One that I caught the other day when I was going through VHSs was the Who. The kids are all right. Okay, that's a good one. Um. I don't think but, I've ever seen that. I don't think I have ever seen that one. I think we have it on DVD as well as on VHS. I could probably send you the VHS. Is it like about a specific time of that? No, it's 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 more so like a interviews and clip show kind of situation. Got it. Um, the one that I've wanted to see for about 20 years now, mm. but is very hard to see is Cocksucker Blues, mm. which is the Rolling Stones one that's done by Robert Frank, mm-hmm. the photographer. Um, and because it is very explicit, it's hard to find. Yeah. Um, and so you can only see it at screenings, certain places, and those screenings sell out very quickly and we don't do anything in person anymore. So I've never seen it. Um, probably my favorite as a teenager, that's a doc and not just like a live concert which would probably be the No Doubt Tragic Kingdom live VHS was probably my favorite. My favorite uh, rock doc as a teenager was Blink-182's Urethra Chronicles. Oh, man. That went (laughs) deep on the old blinkers. Oh, it did. There's a, I, I remember some very specific bits from it, but the, the only part I can remember from that entire video right now is Mark Hoppus singing The Mamas and the Papas. What is that song? They're California fam- Dreaming. Yes, yeah. So just sadly by himself on a sidewalk and like dancing around. Oh, but it was like comedy. He was doing, was <laughs> yes, it like a yes. comedy kind of a thing? Yes, it was. It was. I don't know if they did this in their later career, but I saw Blink-182 open for, mm, I don't even remember who, but it was like mm-hmm. when Cheshire Cat was either like not quite out or was just out mm-hmm. and everybody hated them and mm-hmm. they were terrible. And, mm-hmm. but this was very, I, I, it stuck with me and I never forgot them for when they ended up getting so famous because I thought it was so funny at the end of every song they would go okay this is our last song and they would play it <laughs> and then they would say it again and to the point because like no one wanted to see any more Blink-182 yeah. so every time they did it people would get increasingly more angry which I thought was <laughs> so funny and then like it endeared them to me so much because I was like that's such a funny bit especially to do it in a place that's kind of a hostile environment where you're yeah. like people are not into you <laughs> and they get a- and then just keep going all right this is I- our last song I definitely saw them a couple times, but I think more so at like festivals or with other bands. I saw them with Hot Rod Circuit and H2O, I think, okay. um, when I was in college. No, that was Boxcar Racer, which was a, a sh- an offshoot of Blink-22. Mm. Um, one of my f- good friends, though, was really into them. So I I think I liked them more by... Um, by that connection mm-hmm. than that I actually they were one of my favorite bands. I just they happened were, to have two or posters. Were not. No. They, they were no. not one of my favorite bands. I liked them, but they were not Don't like one of my favorites. Me up alone. But my 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 Blink 182 story is that um I uh 
went to they were doing a CD release, I think, of that take off your pants and jacket that time. Um, and they were doing a signing and you had to go one night at midnight to the Tower Records and you would get your CD and then you would come back the next day and you'd have like a ticket to get something signed. And my two friends and I who were there um, were trying to think of more and more ridiculous things that we could get signed. Like we wanted to do, like really go all out. And I had a guitar. So I got my you've guitar told, signed by Blink-182. And I still have my guitar signed by Blink-182. <laughs> Tom doing... DeLong told me. Yeah. Never get rid of that guitar. And I think about it every so often. I'm like, hmm, this could get me a lot of money on eBay. We've been doing this <laughs> podcast for so long. I know. <laughs> I was never like, I liked Blink. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've told you this story before. And I probably told this on the podcast. But considering we're talking about Blink-182 and they're never going to come up on the show again. You never <laughs> Who knows? know. You never know. <laughs> I liked them fine. And then like, I hated them, you know, like right mm-hmm. when they like, I was like one of those dickheads who's like, fuck these guys. But now in like retrospect going back, I'm like, some of that's fine. Yeah, it was fun for the time. I liked Dude Ranch a lot when that came out. Dude and Ranch. I was like 12 or 13 when that came out. So I'm a touch older than you. So Dude Ranch was like the mm-hmm. one that like I liked. And mm-hmm. then after that, I became a snob and they got too big. And I was like, I don't like, fuck these guys. Yeah, the posters that I'm selling on eBay right now are like unused posters from that time period. I must have just had them, mm-hmm. but never like put them up because I didn't like them that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Dysentery Gary, that's one of their song titles, Dysentery Gary. Mm-hmm. So this turned into a blue. My favorite rock duck is, uh, heavens, I have like a lot of them. The Ramones End of the Century is really great, wherein we find out how terrible Johnny Ramone was as a human being and as a friend. Uh, Rush uh, Beyond the Lighted Stage. Oh, God, it's oh, you do love perfect Rush. perfect documentary. Uh, those are like some the go and that Go Go's one is really excellent. Oh, the Kathleen Hanna one, uh, punk mm-hmm. punk singer is really great. Mm-hmm. Check out the Go Go's one though; it's streaming on Hulu. It's quick. They're all in it. They talk and then they're like back together and friends again at the end, which is great. They had a very mm-hmm. like infamous uh, VH1 behind the music, where it was like mm-hmm. all about how they like did coke all the time and fucked everybody. And so evidently like they were like upset by that. So they they were like, this was their like make good, this doc. So. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But you know, we're not here. Uh, How are you doing though? I forget the order with which this all goes. How you doing, Rach? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing all right. How are you doing, pal? Like how you doing does, this is where it comes after the music portion of the show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm doing good. I'm not dry February, baby. I'm attacking it with all, all the gusto. Good luck. Yeah. Wait till that impeachment trial starts next week and you'll see how you feel. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Rachel, you're right. <sighs> Alcohol's good, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm doing all right, though, otherwise. Um, you know, nothing nothing crazy going on over here. Uh, but we, we lost a lot of celebrities this week. Yeah, we did. A lot of celebrity deaths this week. Dustin Diamond. Mm-hmm. Cicely Tyson. Cecily Tyson. And uh Um Oh shoot, who died last week? It was a real big one. Yeah. Why can't I think of her name? Hal Holbrook died today. The great Hal Holbrook, star of one of my all time favorite movies, The Fog. If you've never seen The Fog and you like horror movies, it's one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a real big one last week, Rach. Who are we forgetting yeah. here? It's a it's a Cloris Leachman. Thank you. Thank you. I tweeted that 
and I, and I mean this sincerely. Mm-hmm. Cloris Leachman is such a fucking legend that nobody, when you say Cloris Leachman, you say Cloris Leachman, nobody stops and goes, what the fuck, Cloris? That's such a fucking bizarre name. But nobody, <laughs> she's transcended the fact that that's such a wild ass name to have. Mm-hmm. That's all you can say, man. Cloris Leachman, babe. Yeah. Drop, pour it out. Pour out your seltzer. Yeah. She's great. And I, I feel like there Cloris. was like like four others over the weekend that were like also people who died. Oh, um, Captain Tom, who did all those laps last uh, year. Right. Larry King. Larry King. Yeah. Those are people who died, died. Those are people who died. Phil Spector shot his girlfriend and he died. Yeah, he died not that long ago. It was like a week or two ago. Larry King died and died. He was wearing suspenders when he died. (laughs) Cloris Leachman, she died and died. She transcended her weird ass first name. (laughs) Cloris. No other person's named Cloris. I think it's like so... Bizarre that Cicely Tyson was supposed to do a talk the day that she died because she just released a book. She just last released week. her autobiography. What a and legend. I can't believe she's 96, she's still working. Like, it's just, I hope, I can only hope that at 96, I'm still working. Really? God, I hope that I, I hope <laughs> never one. That's insane to me. Why would you want to be working? But like, you enjoy it. That's why. Right, right, right. Cicely Tyson's yeah. great. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I hope that poor 96-year-olds are not working just because they need to survive off of the money that they earn from it because our system's so broken. But, you know, I'd I can't like to believe- be doing things that I enjoy and hoping that that's still keeping me alive at 96. I can't believe I decided I was going to try not to drink for a whole month and then you're right. There's going to be an impeachment trial <laughs> next week and I'm going to be furious. Gonna it's going to be terrible. Listen to this idiot Joe Manchin. I'm so sick of Joe Manchin. I want him out of here. Get out of here. Find me a better person to run against him as a Democrat, Joe Manchin. This guy, I don't want to. I don't want to raise the minimum wage. I hate Joe Manchin, but he's a Democrat, so we gotta love him, I guess. I'm the baby, gotta love me. <laughs> Dinosaurs is on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, I hated that show so much. The whole run, if you want to catch up on dinosaurs, that baby got so annoying. I'm the baby, gotta love me. That was his famous catchphrase. Hated that baby dinosaur. Even when you were a kid? Oh yeah, I didn't like it as a kid either. You were young, man. I had discerning taste as a child. (laughs) But I feel like I was very young when that show was on, so you must have been like very, very young. Yeah. I don't remember when that was on. Not the mama! She would hit the dad Mm. over the head with a pan. I don't miss that show. Well, you don't have to miss it. It's on. I'll give you <laughs> my Disney, Disney Plus login if you want to catch up. They all die in the end. That's a wild thing. The ending of that show is that they all die because of global warming. <laughs> the global crazy? warming in that time period. They kill them all off because, and the order got cut in mm-hmm. their last season. We did a whole research thing on this, me and Adrian, the other day, because I was like, ooh, I wonder if they have the 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 ending, because the ending is very bleak, famously bleak. Mm-hmm. So I went to the last episode, and I watched it through, and it was not the bleak ending. And I was like, oh, oh they must have cut it out. 
So then Adrian went looking on on Instagram on IMDb and doing some research in real and found out that that episode in question where they all die, they don't mm-hmm. show them die, but it's imply it's like what like that whole like um Thelma and Louise kind of an ending where it's mm-hmm. like you don't see them die, but you know they die. Mm-hmm. Uh spoiler alert for dinosaurs, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So evidently they aired it in a season that was like 14 episodes long, they aired it eighth. And so I was like, mm. and it's on, it's on Disney plus, but it's like eight. Mm. And I was like, so wait a minute, they killed them off. And then just like kept the show going after that as, and like acted as if they were alive. But evidently what happened was this, the order got cut short. So there were still like six episodes or whatever that never, that didn't air. So they aired them again later, like in the oh, summer or something. Oh, okay. There what did that it. show air on originally? Uh, I believe ABC. Okay. The American Broadcasting right. Company. I mean, what 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 would I have had to say for you to go? No, that can't be. Had I said NBC, would you have been like, "That's a line in the sand"? No, There's no, no way. No. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> I was like, I had that a feeling it was right. ABC, and also because Disney would own it now. Um, oh right. But right, I couldn't right. really remember. Yeah, I uh, hated C- that show though. CBS, that can't be right. CBS at the time was airing such fair as. CBS is for old people, so was it always even then? I think so. Because I feel like Golden Girls was on CBS. Well, I guess that just answers my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're improving NBC your point. NBC has always been the cool. <laughs> also, one of I the... think NBC might have been Golden Girls. Actually, I think it was. I don't remember. It's been so long. I was too young. Oh, that I was, was watching it, but I I was too young to know what channel it was on. I put it on my television every night to go to sleep. I used to go to my grandmother's house and I used to have to change the dial and it had like the few channels and you had the VHF and the UHF dials. Weird Al Yankovic was on there. That's mm-hmm, a UHF mm-hmm. joke. Yes. Oh, what a time. How you been though? Otherwise you watching Degrassi? Did you watch this Degrassi episode? What'd you think? I did watch this Degrassi episode. I, I did. watched it. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I put my eyes on it. Mm-hmm. I put one eye on it and one eye sleeping pretty much, but... I was there. I was in. I was present in the room while it was playing. I yeah. I was eating lunch while I watched it. Um. So I had to pause so I could take notes because I was eating. You paused it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. It was very thrilling. But uh, just uh, yeah, yeah. We got yeah. the beat right. We got the beat. Seven oh seven. Yeah. Manuela's debut. Her dib debut. I had to ask Debu. so Debu? So my my brother-in-law is Filipino and I was right. like, is that how they say that? And he said, yes, it is. And it's I was I like I believe it's also Debu. No, no, he said Debu. But I think on the show they were saying Debu. I wrote it down to phonetically pronounce it oh, D-A-Y. I heard it as Debu, like where they put more emphasis on the I think they said of two different They ways might have, yeah. Emphasis. They probably didn't know what they were saying either. Um also fun fact, my brother in law pointed out that there is a movie called The Debu that came out in the early two thousands, I think, that has um the guy who played Rufio from uh short hook yeah hook is uh is the lead in it so oh I would watch that yeah yeah the debut but I was thinking because I I wasn't familiar with um this is a Filipino tradition I kept thinking of when, when I hear debuts I think of rich white southerners and I was like is this like rich white southern ghosts 
a debut. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Heavens. Oh, my God. That is terrible. It's <laughs> horrible. That is I've been spending too much time with my dad. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, that is, that is offensive to my ears. <laughs> I had I can't I have nothing I have nothing to add to that at all. We should just let it live there and have to <laughs> let die, give it right? some breathing room, <laughs> like a ghost that died. Oh boy, because boo, because a ghost would say boo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are the kids getting out of school? Yeah. So Manuela is back to living at home with her parents, and she with thought that she was. Ghosts. She thought that she was going to have some choices living there, but that is not the case. Yeah, not the First case of all, all, it should be pointed out she that for all the scuttlebutt that went was like on the internet about her blonde hair. It lasted. It's a, gone. Like a, it's, it's gone. gone. It, it lasted not at all. So. You know, she took a chance. Mm-hmm. If you change your mind, Abba. <laughs> <laughs> Take a chance on blonde hair. Right. Oh, God. Remember when you made that joke about the uh, ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be talking about it all night. So I know that it was good because it's just going to classic- stick with you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a classic deep moment for absolutely for sure. That's going to go down in history. It's one of the great moments on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not even fucking kidding. Um, yeah, so she's get so it's like a debutante thing. It's like a coming mm-hmm. out party, but she's 18. That usually I've thought happened when you were younger. It depends on the culture. Like there seems to be different things between 15 and 18 that are like the time to do that. This is the key point like to play that they would probably play the song the classic Britney Spears song not not a girl not yet a woman exactly at this exactly kind of that's that's how i feel about manuela girl do 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 you'll be a woman soon <laughs> i hope they play that at every debut <laughs> the urge overkill the fucking skeevy urge overkill version or the neil diamond version I love you so much, can't count on the ways I die for you, girl, and all they could say is... That's a good song. I think that, like, the worst part of this whole thing is that, like, they all have to learn how to waltz at the beginning. Like, the rest of it seems like it's not so bad. Like, it's a party, you get money, there's food, but... Yeah, you get to dress up nice, everybody's hanging out. Yeah, it looks kind of fun, but also, Manny's second cousin is totally trying to, like, mac it to her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because he's the person who's going to take her to her debut, or or debut. Mm Mm-hmm. So there, so um, yeah. Manny's back at home. It's the same parents, the same actors. Mm-hmm. As far Surprisingly, as yeah. Considering considering this show, like in the way they kind of like skip around with people. So Manny, so Emma was like, "What did she say?" Something, and then Manny was like, "Yeah, that's easy coming from you, ninety fifth generation Canadian." Canadian. Yeah. What did she say? Like, just talk to your parents yep. about it or something. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um. And then Manny was talking about how Emma's parents are so like touchy feely, like let's talk it out, have a conversation about it. But uh, the thing is, is that <clears throat> she doesn't even try to really talk about it with her dad. She just like writes him off as like, oh, you don't, you don't want to let me make choices. You don't care about me or anything, and and all this stuff. I, I don't remember totally what at the. <laughs> I watched this twenty minutes ago. <laughs> uh, that's actually why I was like, I was watching it. Um, 
So what was she even wanting to tell him that she didn't want to do this debut thing? Yeah, she thought it was lame. Um, and Manny's mom was saying, you know, I did it. Your grandmother did it back to back and back. Like the resolution of this episode of the Manny and her father storyline, mm-hmm. which has been an ongoing storyline to the point where like Manny spent a season not living in the same house as her father mm-hmm. is hilarious. The yeah. way this ends. Because yeah. basically what it ends up becoming about is her wanting to be an actress and him again being like, you shouldn't be an actress. You should like do science, which again, all of a sudden Manny's good at science. Yeah. She does a great presentation in that science class on cold fusion. <laughs> I can't even call out the the uh, superintendent because even Emma's like, Manny, when did you become so good at science? Like even Emma like comments on it. It's like, mm. this is convenient. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, it's a it's kind of tropey that like the first generation child of immigrants uh will go to to school to like study yeah. science or math or something like that and yeah. make their family proud. So it it felt a little bit like, okay, right, sure. Like has she shown any interest in science before? Like has this ever been? I feel like absolutely not, but there is a point where her dad like accuses her of turning her back on science. Yeah. As <laughs> as someone who went to school for the arts, I have to like strongly agree with him that maybe it's not worth it to go to school for a drama degree. But like, she's such a good actress, as you could tell by the, as her father found out at the mm-hmm. end of this episode. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. It was really funny. So she crashes her dad's BMW mm-hmm. when she's out driving with Emma. Mm-hmm. She brings it to Jay's mechanic store. What's the name of that place? Tony's. Tony's hey, Tire Shop. Hey, Tony, get over here, fix the fucking car. Tony's Tire Shop. And they play Carmella! poker sometimes. Hey, fucking Carmella. Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> I you figured, remember that. I figured, yeah. I, I do Tony Sirico, get over here. Fuck off. Someone tweeted recently, like, um, because they're doing that prequel Sopranos movie, mm-hmm. you know? And someone was like, I hope that in the prequel Sopranos movie, obviously everyone's cast they've cast younger actors, but that they just still hire Tony Sirico to play Polly Walnuts. Exactly the same, <laughs> like not younger, not older, just like that the actor. Same. Yeah. And I was like, that would be friggin' beautiful. That would be amazing. A friggin' beautiful over with the palm. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So he takes it to Jay and uh, she, Jay's like, oh, I'll get this done in a couple of days. And Manny's like, I need it done like right now or my dad's going to get so mad at me. And he's like, it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. So she says she's going to come into a lot of money at her debut. Mm-hmm. And she says that Jay will be great daddy hate bait. Oh, yeah. That's after, right? That's that's the, that decision comes up later. I think so. Yeah. She wants to tank the debut. Mm hmm. And make her dad mad. Mm-hmm. So she decides to ask Jay to go with her. And she's like, Jay, you got to be your most scumbaggy self. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no problem. But this totally backfires because he goes there and fucking Manny's dad loves the guy. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of him. Because Manny thinks, and Manny's there shit talking Jay in front of him. Like, this guy is like maybe 21. We don't even know. Dropped out of high school. Like, my, 20, do you want me hanging out? And then Jay's like, yeah, but I, 
I'm taking these classes with this guy. I'm learning a trade. I'm learning how to like open my own business. And then he was like, he's talking about how his boss like did the same thing. And he goes, he has a wife that you wouldn't kick out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> Which is like, how old is Jay? <laughs> I mean, that's like something grandpas say. And like the, and Manny's dad fucking loved it. He was eating it, lapping it up. He oh was my like, God. He's got amazing. ambition. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he he drops out of school. He's got ambition. But, you know, that's because he's a dude. And Manny's like, if I was a boy, you wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. So this is backfiring. It is. It is. So Manny doubles down on the de-boom. Yeah. And decides to have Jay show up as, like, scuzzy as possible. Yeah, but he doesn't. He shows up in his yeah. shirt and, and tie. And he looks, looks great. Good. And I was like, I I saw this and I was like, oh, is this the beginning of the Manny J relationship and how we thought that we could never possibly see how we would like this? And I'm already loving it. (laughs) Yeah, I want it to happen tomorrow. I'm like, like, has it it. please already have happened? (laughs) You know what the crazy thing is, is that as they have grown up, they're like perfect for each other. Yeah, they're great. Because he's like not as bad as he was. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, a little bit like wild. So they're Mm -hmm. kind of... A good match for each other. Mm-hmm. They, may, I think what's going to happen is they're going to bring out the best in one another. Yeah. I actually really loved the part where uh, he had dropped the car off at the school already and she's at the school with her parents and they're, it was like some kind of like talk about scholarships for college. Oh, right. Essentially. And Hot Sue is like, oh, I thought Manny wanted to be an actress. Not like, study no, science. science. No, science. Just, All science. Um, she better not turn her back on science. No. Uh, get into QAnon and all that jazz. Um, so QAnon. What does that have to do with science? Tur- if you turn your oh, back on science, oh, that makes sense. You get into QAnon. Turn out like Marjorie Taylor Green. Joy Reid. I don't know if you ever watched Joy Reid on MSNBC. She mm-hmm. is like has had enough. Mm-hmm. Like she just is so like. Over I can't. It. I can't even watch MSNBC. It's like too too left-leaning where they just get so Uh, frustrated with everyone all the time and i'm like i can't deal with that she won't even say the name donald trump so today she called him uh the retire the uh uh, retiree from florida (laughs) and she calls marjorie she just calls marjorie taylor green margie q (laughs) margie q is a good name i love it um yeah but uh as they're walking out of the school the BMW is parked there and Jay's driving past in uh in the pickup, not the pickup truck. The like the tow, tow truck. truck. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, I can't think of the word. I was like, you pick up a car, but no, it's a tow truck. Yeah. Um, he's driving by with the tow truck and he like throws the keys out the window to Manny. It was a nice little moment of their like kind of, hey, we got this thing. We got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. They had, uh chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of chemistry there. A I like chemistry. So they finally get to this taboo and she's mad because he's got, he looks hot. Basically. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. She's like, you look great. He's like, you do too. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. also, uh, it should be also noted. Emma and Liberty are there in like bridesmaids dresses. Yeah. They're also practicing in the beginning in the waltz. I thought they were, but then I, I, I had to they see were. it a second time to catch it. So I guess you bring two friends with you to like see you off into woman and some cousins and things like that. It seems. Yeah, that cousin wanted to get down. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get in the in the zone. You mm-hmm. know. I mean, what are, are you, you disappointed do? you didn't have a debut? I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, maybe I should should have had something good. Yeah. Sweet sixteen, you know. Yeah. 
bland ass white motherfuckers, we just have sweet 16s. Yeah. Did you have a sweet 16? No. Nah. You were too busy skanking in the pit with uh You're right. With You're right. with Gwen. You're right. Right? <laughs> uh, 16, fuck you. I'm skanking in the pit, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't actually remember what I did for my 16th birthday. I should check it out. But I did, I mean, I went to an all-girls Catholic school for high school, so we did have to wear, like, very virginal white dresses for our graduation. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virginal white. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun name. <laughs> for a white. character. Virginal hey, white. Hey, it's, it's all virginal white. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, so then they kind of tank this, right? Jay is like, they go up to Manny's uncle, and he's, and they start to uncle pretend, Eduardo. That, yeah, Uncle Eduardo, <laughs> and they start to pretend. He's like, what, what are you gonna do for school next year? And she's like, oh, first she says to to Jay, she's like, ooh, I know, I'm gonna be an actor, so let's act, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's happening? I was mm-hmm. a little bit confused as to how the, what was going on. But so she decides to play a character. Yes. Of a version of Manny who no longer wants anything for herself. And she's going to go and live with Jay and like be his housewife mm-hmm. or something. And he's right? going to work in the oil industry. Right. So she says this to Uncle Eduardo. Mm-hmm. And then her dad pulls her aside. She's like, Manuel, I have to have a word with you. And she, he pulls her aside and she's like but you told me you didn't want me to be an actor or something. And she's like, I just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I am happy. And she gives him a big hug. And then she's like, well, what do you think dad still think I'm not a good. This is like, not what she says, but yeah. the gist <laughs> is like, what do you think dad still think I'm not a good actor. And she, he realizes that she's been acting this whole time. And now after all these years of being like, I cannot support your acting. It's on, it's unprofessional. You cannot do this. There's like three minutes of her being like I'm gonna move with Jay to the oil rigs he's like oh my goodness you are a talented actress what's so funny to me about this whole thing is that we've only seen Manny's dad in one other episode I'm pretty sure it was only the one where she leaves home he kicks her out um, we didn't see her, her in when she got pregnant at all. No, we just saw her mom. Okay. Um, her mom didn't even mom. tell her dad about it happening uh, um, right. but I feel like he seemed like mean and and particular in that last episode, and this one he just seemed like a good dad to me. Like he was I just literally like, my my first note. You can't probably can't see it. I said Manny's dad is much nicer. Yeah, like at the top, I was like, this guy's not so bad. He's just like wants no, to be a scientist. He's just a good dad, and he's just thinking about her future, and like you know, he he wants her to have a good, happy, successful life, and so he wants her to look into science scholarships because he knows that she could get a job doing that. <laughs> it was just so hilarious to me that this whole like last three seasons of the show is that Manny's father doesn't understand her because he doesn't want her to be an actress. And that it was like all it took was for her for three minutes to like pretend to be excited to move to the oil rigs with Jay for him to be like, oh, my what a eureka moment. I can't believe what a good actress you had. All of this, all of my convictions whereas, that I've been standing by for three years out the window. Go ahead. Be whereas, an actor. Whereas I saw it more as the conversation that um, Emma and Manny were having before about 
her not her feeling like she can't talk to her dad and all she had to do was fucking talk to her dad and her dad is like completely open for all of this she also like, had to pretend to be a person who was happy to go to the oil well or whatever oh my god i the loved patch it. yeah i thought it was hilarious and then he was like but you still have to take some science classes isn't that a good compromise yeah and she is. said <laughs> and she said that sounds like a first generation canadian yeah Shyler Stone over the happy couple With some hugging. Real happy music too. They were so happy they were hugging. This episode was what's the opposite of heavy bones? Light tendons. That <laughs> light, was this light episode. ligaments. Yeah, light ligaments. <laughs> this was a light ligaments episode. <laughs> light ligaments. <laughs> I was thinking about you when I was doing the rating because I was like, oh, if they had just stolen the car instead of just crashed it, maybe I would have gotten some more points on There this was one. no uh, <laughs> consequences for that either. They crashed the no! car, broke the windshield, uh, the, the headlight. Jay just fixed it. Nothing happened. Yeah. But it did get Manny to Jay, which got, set the whole wheels in motion. It was a pretty well-told story. This one was totally fine. It was fine. It just wasn't heavy bones. It was no, light ligaments. Light, light ligaments. Mm -hmm. Loosey goosey ligaments there. Yeah, it was just it was just not a lot going on. It was you didn't really have to put anything in a bag and carry it up. It was easy. You just throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those handkerchiefs tied to a stick. It's yeah, just bindle. very lightweight. Yeah. They call that a bindle, like a hobo's bindle. Yeah, yeah. that's what you get. Exactly. Light ligaments. Yeah, light ligaments. That's all it is. <laughs> or like one of those little like wrist bags, like that just hang off your wrist. <laughs> they don't take like much Sophia effort. Petrillo. <laughs> yes. And it all comes back to NBC's hit series, The Golden Girls. <laughs> Be story. Do you remember back in the day when like you wouldn't, you used to not sing it. You were like, I, I don't want to sing it, and it went into. I know. And, and then I sing it. And then I stopped caring. I asked my mother about the uh, movie theater in North Dallas 40 and and uh, if that's why she never went to the movies again. And she did say that it kind of was. But she all, she said that she passed out. Oh, yeah, that's she a lot. She fainted. She fainted from it. And she also told me a, another part of the story was that they my father had to get her a cup of water. Mm-hmm. So that she could wake up, and that the movie theater asked for the cup back. That was a piece of <laughs> piece of trivia from the story that she remembered. <laughs> they needed to reuse it. I'd be it, mad about that too. I'd be like, I'm never going back to that movie theater. They asked for that cup back. But she wasn't like she, a nice cup. I don't know. No, it was the '70s. Uh, but I do know that uh, she said she was movies a couple times post that, but that it wasn't really a thing that she missed doing. It wasn't like okay. her thing. So there you go. I had an update. That was a good update. I appreciate it. Yeah, I asked her yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to remember to ask her about that. Not that exciting, but it was a thing. Mm -hmm. So this B story is all about intense physio. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Some Brooks. Seriously intense physio for Jimmy Brooks, who seems a little bit lost. Does he want to work on music with Ash? Does he want to be an artist? Does he want to go back to selling T-shirts? Does he want to coach basketball for high school girls i like jimmy quite a bit but sometimes he's every time something does work out for me so he always goes like well yeah who wants to deal with a gimp in a wheelchair like he always goes to that and mm -hmm. i'm like dude everybody everybody wants to do everything with you and you're good at everything yeah it's it's hard like i i appreciate this episode and that he meets this woman named trina at um 
at the physio studio that kind of like he he needed someone to bond with because I think that it's been really hard since this happened. It's very different than like being born with a disability and right. and like it's just like thrust on you and it there's a lot of grieving that I don't think that he's had a chance to do. Totally. That's a great point. Um and yeah, his take on it is so interesting because from an outsider perspective, even from ours watching it, I'm like, you're doing great at so many things. Like everyone wants to be your friend. Uh, <laughs> you're good at a lot of things. Including and, being a friend, by the way. He's yes, including at- being a friend. So it's, it is it like, no wonder everyone's like, you're still the same Jimmy because he's great. Like he's great right. to be around, but they're not dealing with his inner tor- turmoil that he's dealing with. And you're absolutely right. He needed to find somebody who could relate to what he was going through. Mm -hmm. And he did in Trina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's another thing, too, that you pointed out that's a good point, is that if you're born with something, you never knew. So, But like him, he walked for all of his life. He's still mourning his basketball career, I think. Totally. Specifically. And then also he just has the feeling that like because he's in a wheelchair, like he's not as lovable or as as great of a person. Like no one's going to love him. Why would they? Because he can't use his legs. And it's like it's I I get it. Like I don't get it because it's I'm not going through the same thing. But, you know, I understand I can have empathy for like what he's going through. Totally. So, yeah, he re- finds out that Ashley sent the tape without his rap on it. Mm-hmm. He was pretty bummed about that. He said that she was like uh, the most disappointing thing in his life. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty sad. So did they break up? I don't know. They didn't really say anything. And it's it was weird because Ashley was like kind of hiding it. But I don't know. I I felt like for both of them in this situation, because I was like, I've. We, as we talked about with the two episodes ago with Ashley, um, like music was her thing. And then to kind of have everyone else kind of take that away from her, Craig and now Jimmy, not take it away, but it's hard when you're, you want to be the star. You want right. to be the one that people care about and then want for that thing, because this is the thing that you're going to, and Jimmy's good at so many things. Right. And so I, oh, I understand, but she was just like, I, she came clean about what happened and, and she um, pretty much told him that too. Like that was yeah. the, cause what happened with Craig and everything. Yeah. So she gives him a tape with his rap on it and he takes it to Griffin mm-hmm. who just wants to package him as a wheelchair rapper. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, what up dog? I don't want, I want to like, I don't want that to define everything I do. And he's like mad at Griffin about it. And I, whereas I think Griffin is just blunt and to the point he's like, I don't think that Griffin's saying like, you're only good because you're in a wheelchair. I think he's saying like, you should market the fact that you're in a wheelchair because that's different than what other people are doing. So, right. Right. No, I agree with that. I would, I think so too, but I think he was saying like, without it, it would Mm -hmm. be much tougher to like, cause there's a million of you. Yeah. But you have this other thing to push. Um, it was funny when he was like, uh, he said to him, he's like, do you have a name? And he's like, yeah, Jimmy Brooks. He's like, no, no, like a like a stage name, and I wanted him to be. I just wanted him to be like Drake, mm-hmm, <laughs> them to mm-hmm. come to it right there. So, but in intense physio, he does meet Trina, who mm-hmm. was rock climbing, mm-hmm. fell from a rock and was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. But she was walking now with the assistance of those crutches. Mm-hmm. She was not in a wheelchair at all, correct? 
I don't think so, but I don't think we ever really saw her. We only saw her walk that one time. So right. otherwise she was like pretty stationary. So it was hard to say. So he, she gives Jimmy some shit at the beginning about mm-hmm. like not being tough enough or something. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy comes back to the physio and she's like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd come back because I was so tough on you. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was like, whatever. That made me want to come back even more. So there's going to be some fun town in downtown there, I think. Mm-hmm. Coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Jimmy tries to walk on those crutches and he falls down. It's pretty sad. No, but it's, I mean, it is, but like, I think Trina made a good point. It was the fact that he tried and like that doesn't stop you f- to keep trying. And I feel like he handled it pretty well, right? He like mm-hmm. fell on the ground. He was like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't even and like- there's. I mean, when it comes to like body stuff and healing and things like that, there's a lot of stuff that you don't have any control over, but mentality and, and trying things does also play a part in, in helping to heal people. And I think Jimmy's hopeful, but he doesn't want to get his hopes up to be dashed. Like he's very protective of himself in that way. Mm -hmm. And the same way with like this new person, like Trina, that he's like Trina that's in there with him. Um, in the way that she's like egging him on a little bit, but it's, he needs that a little bit too. Like, yeah, yeah. sometimes you're going to fail and it's just going to be, but that's okay. Like you got to keep going. I think we're we're in for some good Jimmy stuff ahead, I guess. I don't want to know. Trina. Trimmy. It's more Drake. Trimmy. Trimmy. Jimma. Yeah, yeah, and I guess we're done with Ashley probably for the rest of the show. I'm not really sure. Forever? I don't know. I just feel like that was kind it of like... Good, but you don't know it. You're strong, but you don't see it. <laughs> you are. You're so good. Uh, tell me anything but the truth. I wish you would have rapped over that song. I know. We should mix those two together. Yeah, that'd be dope. Garrett, uh, Garrett, is that his name? The the roommate, Garrett? Griffin. Griffin, Griffin. He (laughs) was like, like, who is Garrett? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that's pretty close. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, he really wanted to like package this kid and send him out, send him out to the vultures. Mm -hmm. They thought they, he thought they would, and he was like, if you like this music, you can call Ashley. I'm out. Maybe he works with Ashley and they become she becomes a famous singer. Maybe. Top of the charts. You're good, but you don't know it. I love that song. I know it's your favorite. Yeah. We got the B, we got the B, we got This is a short episode. Jesus Christ. I mean, you say it's short. We still have been recording for a long time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Other kids getting out of school, yeah. And we're not done yet. We're not? No, no, we're not done yet. Oh, we have to do the sea story. Oh, I remember the sea story, of course, was Ellie was at the laundromat Jesse's house. Mm-hmm. She fell down, she broke her crown, and Franchman Jesse came tumbling after. Jack and Jill, you know that famous poem? Oh, yeah, I do. It's a I famous do. children's poem. Mm hmm. Is that a nursery rhyme or a poem? I think it's a nursery rhyme, technically. <laughs> I guess they're all the same. Mm-hmm. That's a 
there's a redundancy. Nursery rhyme is basically a poem. Mm-hmm. Do you like the way I keep saying that word? Poem. <laughs> I don't say it like that. Poem. Do you like that? Poem. Poem. Yeah. <laughs> poem. <laughs> you got so a favorite poem? My favorite po- poem is We Got the Beat by the Go-Go's. <laughs> music really makes us dance now. Anyway. See, oh, I forgot. We're doing what? Oh, Rachel. Yes. One to ten. Mm-hmm. We rate these episodes on a scale of how much they go there, how much they, it's true. you know, change the minds of their viewers. <laughs> how many, how many different kind of stories they're trying to sh- tackle and shove down our throats at once. Mm-hmm. And how serious are they? So, Rach, on a scale of, mm-hmm. it's a patented scale. We got it trademarked by the patent squad. Patent squad came to the house. They put, they figured it out and they said, this is only your thing. No one else can do it. So anyone else doing a one to 10 list, you could, you should call the police on them because they are in breach of the trademark <laughs> that we have on the mm-hmm. patented Degrassi every episode ever marathon go there scale a scale from 1 to 10 so rachel how mm-hmm. much would you say episode number 707 we got the beat they got the beat we got the beat goes there um well they crashed that car oh jesus christ you and cars <laughs> This episode of Deep went there more because you told that fucking horrible joke about it being a <laughs> taboo. White dead white people or something. Ghosts. Um I gave it a two. I don't know. Is it a one? Is it No, I think that the Jimmy stuff is serious. Yeah. So it warrants like a bit more of a number, but it's not like can you believe what they did on Degrassi last week? I was thinking about, um, I was looking at, I have the show on in the background and Manny's there with her parents and they don't look that much older than her, like a little bit, but they're like taller than her. And I was like, do they just pick people who are taller to play the parents? Because it makes them seem older. Yeah, maybe. They looked older when she was a very little kid though. Mm-hmm. Um, two seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, two seasons ago. So you're giving it a two? I'm giving it a two. I'm going to give it a four. Oh, wow. That's high. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't probably deserve it, but it was, you know, it's Jimmy coming to these realizations. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's trying going to like put a little more emphasis on trying to walk again. And if he, hopefully it doesn't. Did you see The Sound of Metal yet? No, I haven't. It's on my list. This is a lot like that. This story is a lot like that. Because mm-hmm. he goes deaf. He's a heavy metal drummer. It's not a spoiler. It happens in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the fallout. He's like dealing with the, and him trying. And there's a whole thing about like, uh, acceptance or mm-hmm. trying to fix it. And like, I think that is kind of where that's a, it's a great movie. Oh, okay. All the broomheads it's on Amazon prime. If you haven't seen it, it's heavy bones. Mm-hmm. Boy. Oh boy. Oh, it's heavy, heavy, heavy bones. Yeah. I haven't been in the mood for a lot of heavy bones lately. So I haven't, oh. I haven't like uh, sought that out. I, I, it's, it's excellent though. I, I have you watched uh, the 40 year old version? Not yet, but that's on my list. It's too. really good. I saw that on Saturday. I liked it. a lot. I'm excited to watch it. It's yeah. very funny. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend it. I, yeah, I'm excited. I, I I always see the scene where they they um 
they whack Steve Carell's chest. I've never, so I've never seen the movie, but that scene's really funny. It's like, ah, Kelly Clarkson, remember? V E R S I O N. Oh, right. So yeah, it's good. It's good. This is this is good. It's a four a four to two, but it's a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. I like when we spend time with our good friends. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And we meet some new people and some people we don't see that often. But uh, I like the. It was a good. It's a good uh, low key episode. Yeah, there's no Holly Jacoby and Myers mm-hmm. Sullivan or. Uh... <laughs> she wasn't in the episode at all. I genuinely can't remember what it is. Um, yeah. Four and a two. Four and a two. So on that note, Pat. Yeah. Out of all of these beautiful and wonderful <laughs> and thoughtful Degrassians. I love when you vamp. <laughs> which of which of these uh wonderful people, magnificent even, would you Award the the coveted prize of most valuable Degrassi, and for episode seven oh seven, we got the bean. For an episode that's light, what did we call it? Light tendons? No, light, <laughs> light ligaments. ligaments. <laughs> for an episode that's pretty light ligaments and kind of like forgettable, uh, and not like super exciting. Mm-hmm. I do think there's two candidates for the most valuable Degrassi in this week. Mm-hmm. I think they're the stars of their respective stories. Mm-hmm. And um, one gets MVP all the time, MVD all the time. One's been getting in the mix for mm-hmm. MD, MVDs quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one's journey is of discovery and there's a lot more to come. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the others is more of like the c- c- conclusion of a journey. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a lot to think about. There's a lot to ponder on this. It's interesting th- to me too, that you, I know who you're debating yeah, I'm not, between. I, well, I'm not being coy. I, yeah. yeah. And I would argue that I don't think that either of them are the most valuable. I love in this that. Episode. That's fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait for you to tell me it's Trina, but, um, uh, but, uh, I think, I don't want to base it only on like heavy bones or kind of shit, but I will. I'm going to say Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy's obviously got a lot more shit to, to kind of deal mm-hmm. with and figure out. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's on the road to sort of like finding the closure he needs here. Whereas I think Manny, who obviously is my other one, mm-hmm. has now, now that closure has finally come for her mm-hmm. in a sort of anticlimactic way. Like it was fun. It was the stuff with Jay was funny, but it was light. wasn't mm-hmm. too big or like important. Um, but I do, I, 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 I'm going to go with Jimmy Brooks. Uh, mm-hmm. You know him as, as yeah. Drake, Drake Graham. <laughs> Aubrey Graham. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm not gonna pick Griffin, don't worry. Um, but No, I think you're gonna pick Trina. That's who I think you're gonna pick. I mean, Trina is a is an interesting one. I I think that the people who played off of those two in both epi- in both parts were what was the most interesting thing. Like I think Trina Trina and Jay. Trina and Jay and Manny's dad. Oh, you're gonna pick Manny's dad? I actually, that's who I wrote down originally Good. Good. because hey, don't I don't kinda, second guess your yeah. Feelings. I was like, actually, like he's a really good parent in this, and I think that Manny like 
like, like as Jay pointed out, she's a drama queen. Like drama she blew queen. it all out of proportion. And if she had just yeah. talked to him, he probably would have been like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, but I think also deal when we last saw mm-hmm. Mr. Santos, mm-hmm. he was like, my daughter is a whore yeah, if she's yeah. going to be an actress. Yeah. So like he wasn't very, to be fair, I'm not, to be fair. he seems to have, have cooled a little bit, but yeah. he was like pretty terrible in that one episode. Yeah. But I would agree that he comes around pretty I mean, I thought it was hilariously convenient how quickly he comes around. But. Well, that's like my, what made me think that like it was less of a coming around and more that uh, Manny had blown it out of proportion on this recently. You convinced me you were going to go to the oil wells with Jay. <laughs> what an amazing also, actor you are. I also really love Jay in this because, you know, he he was even saying to Manny, like, I'm a lover, not a hater. Like, I'm not like he didn't really want to. A, spoil this whole thing, or B, like, make himself look bad. I like Jay, too, but then I was confused by Jay a little bit because he's so likable in the scene at the dinner, and then he gets to the debut with Mm -hmm. Manny, and Manny's like, I want to blow this up, and he's like, awesome, let's do it. And Mm -hmm. then, like, so he kind of goes along. So I'm, like, confused by his motivations. Like, in one on one hand, he, like, was very nice. I don't know. It was just, it was just odd the way you switched gears, but ultimately it was still very fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like we switched places because I usually pick like the fun. Oh no, you picked Manny's dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So forget it. Forget You usually pick the one who like is that <laughs> you usually pick the star of the episode who like learns a lesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did that this time. Mm-hmm. I know. And you picked the man who called his daughter a whore because she wanted to be an actress. That was a while back. People are allowed People to change. Absolutely right. <laughs> we also have seen this man in two episodes. He's been paid $40 entirely for 40, working that's on it, 40 show. bucks. So we don't know him that well yet. 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. $40 to make you holler. I'll get paid to do the wild thing. Bom, 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 bom. Mr. Santos. Um, I wanted I to just give... conflated wild thing and push it. <laughs> I sang Wild Thing, but I did the push it beat. Um, I wanted to give a quick shout out that um, we a while back we had shoot read it. a review from Ren RM. A shoot dude. Who said that we had too many bits on our show and could we put in timestamps? And I had I had resisted putting oh, in timestamps right. because I think that you need to listen to the bits in order to understand. Because we do them throughout the whole we episode. We do it throughout the entire episode and then you miss the context of something. But I couldn't that so Ren RM updated their review to say, edit, honestly they grew on me. What can I say? So <laughs> gave us and five stars. Put, so and you put timestamps. <laughs> and I started putting timestamps in the show. Um it's funny coincidentally to me. at the same time. I hadn't read this until after I had released last week's episode and I put timestamps on it. So yeah, we f- we grow like a fungus, man. You might not be into it at the beginning, <laughs> but after a while, you're going to want to put a suck on the door, too. Uh, yeah, it would be hilarious to me to be like, I only want to listen to the part that's about Degrassi. But I mean, listen, mm-hmm. people do what they got to do. I love it. I love all of the broom heads. Mm-hmm. Did the person who said we weren't endearing enough to suffer through did they update their review or no yeah oh no that was it that was it that was the one that said that we are so now we are endearing enough to suffer through hey 
because probably heard us me laugh so genuinely hard at that criticism because it's I thought it was wonderful. It's so funny. I made us laugh so hard, <laughs> and I wasn't making. I wasn't like fucking dunking on it. It was perfectly stated. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly accurate. <laughs> Which I I loved it. I'm I love good uh, good dunks. So we are hooray for Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, if you don't know all the places to find us on the internet at this point, have you been paying attention? Here they are. Um, we are on Instagram at SparkleSpaz28. By we, I mean Pat, mostly. Every so often I sign on there. Um, yeah. You can write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook yep. at Deem Podcast. And you can join the yep. Facebook group, the Dope Monkeys and the Broomheads. Um, Killing it over there as, as always. always doing great stuff. over there. And if you love this show, you can rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, you could still leave a review over there. Because none of the other uh, none of the other podcast hosting systems have reviews. Leaving the reviews is great. It helps us dramatically. It does make our our show show up for more people. Um, sure, sure. And you can join us on Patreon. You can become a patron on Patreon. Patreon.com uh, slash come. Sorry, say you can come to the to come to the room. We have a room. We have a we have a special audio. We have a special meet and greets. Meet and greets. Meets That's and greets. Meet and greets. <laughs> meet and greets. You are gonna do the meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, do all that stuff. We love the broomheads fucking so much. So mm-hmm. I think about them all the time. <laughs> Is that weird? Not in a weird way. Just like in, in a, a pleasant I way. Think these people are, <laughs> I think these people are great. Especially since I can't drink during the impeachment trial next week. I'm gonna have to have something to enjoy myself with. Thinking about the broomheads. <clears throat> and the kids are coming from school, yeah. So we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Hey, hey, hey.